0: Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Welcome. Good to have a few minutes together today. Uh, Bruce Goddard here from Faith Baptist Church in Wildemore. And uh, how thankful I am for God's love, His mercy, His kindness. And He's been awfully good to us. Um, We had just recently our missions conference and um, I was going to share a, just a real brief kind of a summary of the life of Amy Carmichael, just a couple of paragraphs. Um, we, we have a, an idea that the Christian life is all about us. We want to be well physically. We want our marriage is good, our kids good, everybody healthy. We want our money in order and our cars running and our house um, secure and stable and our government <clears throat> allowing us to uh, peaceably exercise our faith. And we, we, we tend to panic a little bit. When things don't go that way, but um, oh, there's there's uh, we're pilgrims and strangers. We don't belong here. This is not our home. You know, as kids, we teach the kids a song. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Um, my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. But then we forget to live that. So here's Amy Carmichael, born in Ireland, in 1867. She got saved at 13 years of age. Always had a heart for people, and and in her youth. She would reach out to the factory women in the mills, and they were called shawlies, like a shawl you wear around your shoulders, because they had no money for fancy hats. I mean, they but instead covered their heads with shawls. Uh, She brought so many women to church that they had to build an extra building for her people. She was bringing. There's a great sign over it called Welcome Hall. (coughs) Excuse me, and. And if you read the story of her life, it's unbelievable the things this lady did in her youth, and her young adult years. And then she spent the, the rest of her life in India. But her her time at home was powerfully used of God. Um, she uh, moved to India and served for many years without ever returning home. She founded a mission, uh, a, a, mission a place people went where there's preaching and could get the gospel. She also... Founded an orphanage and rescued young girls from temple prostitution, and there's a lot to that story. But she had a heart for those that society was destroying, and uh, she spent um, most, uh, most all of her adult life um, seeking the lost. Um, at 25 is when she, her age 25, when she went to the mission field. But she spent her life reaching boys and girls. She was not a preacher. She knew she shouldn't be. That some guy was going to do the preaching, but she sure did the work. And she never married. Here's a gal who, no husband, no children of her own. She devoted her life to the, to the great work of the gospel ministry. Um, at one point, she, t- she had a very serious fall and was an invalid after that. But she still penned 35 books and uh, she continued to serve God in India for a total of 55 years, an unbelievable story of a great, great lady. And um, we need to understand that um, a six-figure job and a two or three thousand square foot home and and all these things that the world tells you you need—that's not really necessarily in the will of God. Paul said, "I know how to abound; I know how to be I know how to." be full and know how to be empty and Paul was shipwrecked and the other times he was just blessed with multiple um, multiple friends and food and things and so um, you know God's called us to be his servants whatever he wants us to do and it may not be easy but it's his service it's his work it's his cause Um, and so I was going to have us in Timothy for just a moment Um, let me just mention a couple verses first Timothy or second Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 thou know this thou knowest that all they which are in asia be turned away from me is of whom are fallacious and Hermogenes. i think it's interesting not only did he mention all these people have turned away from me but then he mentioned a couple of the of the maybe young preachers i don't know exactly their spot but um they had a that paul knew who they were and timothy knew who they were so they had some kind of relationship with them but um he had it pointed out very clearly that this matter of the gospel and in church work was was going to have it's going to have it's problems it's going to be lonely and there'll be some difficulties and uh, he goes over in the next chapter and he, in verse 17 he says of those who uh, well let's go back to verse 16 but shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness and their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth of erred, saying the truth, saying the resurrection is past already. writing these these guys. They um, and again Paul Paul names these people and says you know at first guys over in chapter one verse fifteen, um, they turned away from Paul, and then in chapter two. Um, down at verse seventeen, these are people who who change their doctrine. They're they're trying to infiltrate their old church with the doctrine. it's interesting, is uh, people who are liberal and compromisers in their doctrine, their life. They don't go soul winning and start a church. They don't they don't go out and just win people to Christ. They go find someone else's converts and try and mess with them theologically. And uh, I've got some real complaints about that. But that's between them and God, not a none of my business. Um, Paul goes on a little bit further in. Chapter three now, and again you see in each of these chapters um, there is something Paul's talking about, and and these are serious matters. Um, in in chapter three verse seventeen he talks about his own life, persecutions, afflictions. In um, chapter uh, three verse twelve, yea, and all live godly in Christ Jesus will su- su- shall suffer persecution. Um, in verse 13, he says this, "'But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, being and de- "'deceiving and being deceived.'" And so Paul hears this gospel testimony, and then he begins to see it in the lives of others. And uh, the, boy, that, was, that, that was just huge. And then you go over to chapter 4, and again, he's talking about people. Um, verse 14, "'Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. "'The Lord reward him according to his works.'" And you go back up to verse um, 9 and 10, Do thy diligence to come shortly to me, for Demas hath forsaken me. So he's naming, he's naming, listen, Demas hath forsaken me, and has departed, and um, having loved this present world, and has departed. Um, he said, um, is went left to go to Galatia, Titus left to go to Dalmatia, and only Luke is with me in verse 11. We read, so you see, Paul had these guys walking out on. They just packed up and walked out, and uh, left him behind. And he sat down with his Bible, and he found comfort, and he found answers, and he found that God was very much in control, and we can trust Him. Well, you go over another. uh, um, We can go do some more in uh, that. that, Then in second, in back, we're gonna go back to First Timothy tomorrow or or uh, Monday, I guess, or whatever days. Whenever this gets posted, but um, he mentions people in a positive sense, and he mentions them in a negative sense. And um, but the thing I want to mention about these passages is there are times Paul was alone, and not just alone, but forsaken, abandoned at his first response to the courts. He stood alone. Nevertheless, the Lord stood with him. He writes, and I want to encourage you. You know, there are people who are alone because a parent left. Uh, there are people alone because their spouse left and maybe it was a divorce and there are people who are alone because their spouse died or their parent died or even a child died and suddenly people find themselves very alone and and alone is not a good thing Um, um, but it's something that we can't control it's something that's going to be in our lives and I want to encourage you to reach out to the Lord develop a closeness with him walk with him, read his book, talk to him live a pure and separated life and uh, love him and honor him. See, if we will, if we'll get our, our relationship to God, right. Then when we get pressured through troubles or just being, you know, the devil leaves us abandoned, um, We've got that strength and we've got that endurance. So I hope you'll just uh, realize that good people have been alone before you, and and you may be facing some of that loneliness. You may have a loved one or a dear friend who's walked out on you. Well, don't don't let that didn't Jesus didn't walk out on you. Don't you walk out on him? And uh, maybe a friend did walk out from you, uh, walk out on you um, philosophically or theologically or whatever, and turned and you you lost a good friend over the things of God. Hey, don't worry. Um, Jesus lost people all the time. Remember John six, will ye also go away? <coughs> and so, um, don't fret. Let's reach out to God. Let's be close enough to God that he's the reason we're doing right. And that he's the reason we're, we're standing true. Not because of, of our own feelings or not because people are good to us. And let's be in church because it's the right place to be. People treat you good, bad, whatever. Um, let's just be where we're supposed to be. And you have a uh, Uh, Your chance, each of us on our own has to make this decision, but I want to challenge you. Have a relationship with God that will carry you through the days when mankind disappoints you because they most certainly will.